So young neurodiverse people in South Australia's Riverland are benefiting socially from playing the hit tabletop game Dungeons & Dragons. Colloquially known as D&D, Dungeons & Dragons is a game that entails a group of people role-playing as different characters, guided by a central person called a game or dungeon master. In addition to the social aspect of D&D, the game also involves a significant amount of maths and literacy. So today I am talking to Dr. Rose Mutuota, who is a lecturer at UNE whose focus is on inclusive and special education, responsive classroom teaching, and learning interventions for students with learning difficulties and disabilities. So thanks for stopping by to talk to us today, Rose. Thank you. So what are some of the struggles that neurodiverse students and students with learning difficulties face in the classroom? They range. So a lot of uh, neurodiverse people, people with ADHD, autism spectrum disorder, will struggle with social skills. They will struggle with uh, overcoming barriers in the classroom, uh, making friends. They will struggle with literacy and numeracy. And they will also struggle with executive functioning, for example, uh, organizing their lives. And it is something that we can be, that can be taught to these students. We just need the time and space. And these games have proven to be, uh, very, very good because they get to meet people like them who are neurodiverse and they also get to meet other people. We don't use the name no more anymore. So they meet other people and they can exchange ideas and they learn from watching what other people are doing and how people are performing and waiting skills. For example, Awaiting turn taking, uh, some of the neurodiverse people struggle with that a lot. So watching other people waiting their turn to perform a skill, to perform a, um, a task, they also get to learn that. So what are some of the current methodologies in place to help students in the classroom? So we do have quite a number of uh, strategies to help them in the classroom. Some of these, uh, we use uh, strategies such as uh, differentiation. For example, uh, universal design for learning is a very, very important skill that we use. And universal design for learning is not just for uh, students with disabilities. It actually works for everybody in the classroom. So what we do is we make sure that we prepare uh, the class you need to be proactive. Before you go into the classroom, you should know what students you have in your classroom. So I've got a student with visual uh, visual impairment, hearing impairment, ADHD, autism. So you know who is in your classroom so that when uh, you're preparing, you're doing your lesson plan and you're preparing the materials, you have a range of activities for the different groups in your class. The curriculum is the same. Uh, the materials might be slightly different. So if it's a student who needs uh, visual manipulation or visual skills or who uses visual skills more than anything else, you bring in manipulative uh, activities for them to do. So addition, for example, a game like that would be very good for somebody who really needs to see what they're adding two and two together. So for students who are gifted and talented, 
because they are all so in that classroom. Then you bring in activities that actually extend them. You are asking them to apply the skills they are learning. So in your classroom, you have that, and that is why universal design for learning is important. In your classroom, you have a range of uh, materials for the different groups in your classroom based on the same um, on the same curriculum. And games like uh, uh, you've talked about uh, dragon, uh, Dungeons and Dragons are important because the students uh, kind of identify with the characters. They are able to actually think of the stages. They're looking at the stages from one stage to the other, what skills they gain from that stage, uh, working as a group because uh, drag- Dungeons and Dragons works as a party, you work as a party, you work as a team. And teamwork is one of those skills that we try to teach in the classroom for all students, in fact. But the people who struggle most with teamwork are students um, with uh, autism and uh, ADHD. And therefore, a game like this where they are teaming up with all manner of students in the classroom and working together and helping each other and learning how to add, you know, because it's incremental, you move to a different level uh, in the game, they also learn to add. And they learn literacy. They learn speaking skills turn-taking so it is really an excellent game so how could aspects of dungeons and dragons be incorporated into the classroom to benefit these students so um literature says that we haven't actually used as many games in the classroom as we should to uh, support students who are struggling especially the neurodiverse students but we always we actually have uh, board games we use board games we use other maths games and literacy games in the classrooms but usually we use them as a time that we give the students free time you know after you've done some good work then you can have five minutes on the computer but I think we need also to change our attitude so that we can use a game that like Dungeons and Dragons as a teaching tool because if students are benefiting in literacy and numeracy, why not? Why can't we use these games and dedicate some? Uh, I did read some studies that have been done, yeah, testing, you know, checking how uh, or assessing how students, uh, uh, how teachers are using games in the classroom to teach students. And they have had a success rate, a very high su- success rate in um, seeing the outcomes, better outcomes for students with disabilities. So I think this is the way we need to go. The other thing uh, that came to mind a few minutes ago as I was walking here is that the students we have in the classroom are digital students and we are still teaching them using traditional methods that were used in the 70s. I think we need to move from that. These are digital students. This is their everyday life. And what we try to do in inclusive education and um, using universal design for learning and all the other new strategies is you use what the students are using in their current lives, what they use outside the classroom. So going back to our traditional methods of talking and using the, uh, the whiteboard, I think we need to think these students are digital. Digital games will work best for them in the classroom. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Thank you so much. And thanks for sharing an education perspective on this. Yes. Because it's really great to hear about ways that this can be incorporated. 
and the fact that it is in some way already being it is. It is. Uh, a lot of schools have incorporated di- digital games and uh, the success they have noticed. And it's not just uh, success in literacy and numeracy. It's also uh, the students because the games have advanced. We have come from uh, quite, quite a, you know, quite a distance from where the game started. So these games actually vary the level. When the, the, uh, the computer realizes this student is not at this level, they bring the level down. If they realize the student is more gifted, and talented, they actually increase the difficulty. So it is good for st- one thing that we do not like to see with uh, all students in our classrooms is failure. Repeated failure makes a student feel like they are worthless. Their self-esteem goes down. So the fact that the games can adjust to the student's level so they can actually, uh, you know, get some success and, um, and also get some challenges. The other thing that... Um, the game teaches the student, these games teach students is that repeating uh, or doing the same thing several times is good for mastery. So it's actually, you, you, if you've noticed some games will bring the same task again after some time, not immediately, but after some time so that the student can practice that skill again. And once they've got the success, they, the other thing is praise. If you have a digital game that continuous, uh, continually praises students for good work done, that is a good game because it is showing the students that um, you are actually, uh, you know, raising their self-esteem again. You can do this. You can do this. So I think the people who are making the games currently are very good at uh, knowing what strategies to use in the classroom to uh, raise the students' esteem just as they are teaching the students the skills and making sure that um, they are not lowering their self-esteem. And I think that's somewhere that, you know, D&D really excels because in addition to teaching these literacy and numeracy skills, it's also teaching them how to problem solve in an effective manner and that's skills that they can take outside of the game and implement in real life and they get actual material benefits from that, you know, they get special items or they get XP to level up and become more powerful, so they're really seeing that all of this stuff does contribute to socialising and how to interact with other people. Yes, the game, uh, in the game, the students collect jewels and, uh, you know, there's a reward. And that is what students want to see in the classroom. Uh, we do give students, when we, you know, uh, we, we are teaching in the classroom, we give stars, we give, you know, uh, little things for students to know that they are doing well. So the game does the same for them. So it it's actually translated what happens in the classroom into the digital world. And the students are not only learning flexible thinking, they are learning emotional control. So one thing that students with ADHD and autism struggle with is when they fail. If something fails to work, they get very agitated. And the game, because of the fact that it is a team, they realize, oh, I don't have to get angry. Everybody else is holding on for us to try again. You know, we can go two steps back, but we can try again. So emotional control, they also, um, it also helps with working memory. So they are able to think about where were we last? Where do we need to go next? And also self-monitoring, you know, um, monitoring your, your thinking and, and your behavior, you know, and adjusting your behavior because you are in a team environment. And I think what inclusive education has changed is the fact that we do not segregate students with disabilities anymore into uh, special 
classrooms. The fact that they're in the main classroom with everybody else, they actually can see the behaviors of other students in the classroom. And this is what, what this, the, uh, this kind of a game is doing for them. We are together with everybody else. We learn by watching. And also, it benefits everybody else by watching, by uh, being able to support the students with disabilities in, in, a, in a game environment like that. So uh, it's a two-way thing. So I think this is the best thing that has happened in the gaming world. Yeah, because you said when we first discussed this interview that you've not heard of the game before. Yes, I haven't. So now that you've looked into it, is this something that you would like to see implemented in more classrooms? <laughs> I think I would love to see more teachers uh, use it. And I think part of the problem is um, teachers may not be exposed to it. So I would urge all the schools and exec the executives in the schools to buy the game, to pay for uh, maybe a measured time for, for the game and have the, the teachers actually have a professional development less uh, session, you know, uh, testing the game. Because once the teachers test it and realize the benefits, then they are going to promote it in their classroom. So start uh, start with the teachers, and then um, uh, the teachers will be able to pick up uh, the games for the students. Yeah, mm. and I'm sure many of the students are already quite familiar with it. I can. Uh, I, I'm almost certain a lot of students. Students are always ahead of teachers. I must tell you that students are always ahead, and they will always tell us, uh, "Miss, have you tried?" this game have you tried this game and it is important when we hear that students are loving a game to go and try it so that's exactly what I do when I'm told about a particular uh, resource digital game I go out and have a look and test it out I'll sign in um, register and test it out and I think teachers out there need to do the same uh, pre-service teachers need to do the same because for us and our pre-service teachers we are trying to get you to have as many be prepared you need to an arsenal of um, resources before you go into the classroom. And digital games are one of those important uh, resources because, like I said, our students uh, today are digital students. So uh, having that idea of what games you can use at particular times of the day uh, to teach literacy, to teach numeracy, you will be one of the best teachers out there. Thank you so much, Rose, for stopping in today. Thank you.